The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. This segment is brought to you by Carbach. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. So do you think Jake Paul's giving the sport of boxing a bad rep? Uh, boxing has a bad yeah. rep, period. Like, you know what? What this will do for me is it, it will ensure that, like, if they say, okay, uh, Jake Paul's fighting BJ Penn next. Nope, you're not getting me. You won't get me until it's Jake Paul is fighting either A, a professional boxer with at least seven or eight fights on his record, or B, an active MMA fighter that can actually punch someone. Deshaun Watson. Rusty Harden basically says all 22 of the women are lying. <sighs> is that exactly what he's saying? Yes. He basically said, if you're asking me if the, the 22 women are lying, the answer is yes. Okay. I'm going to go with a simple math equation here because I'm, I'm a math guy. The odds of 22 people lying versus one person lying, especially one really dumb person, not very good. Here's Fred, AJ, and the brewmaster himself, Eric. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, you magnificent bitches. 713-780, ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter, at Fred Power. F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975, at MK Pilot. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975, where you can see the legend that is Eric Warner joining us for the second week in a row, which always a good thing. I wish we could just kind of make this every Monday because whenever you show up and there's good beer, good things happen. Good way to start the week. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. I like to get up out of bed early on Monday, get a lot of stuff done. But I, I think Monday you should also reward yourself at the end of uh, a hard day's work. That's right. And that's what we will uh, will be doing today. The, the other great thing about this is uh, after I drink on Mondays, uh, I go and, and coach baseball. Uh, have baseball practice on Mondays. So I would be drinking every day if I had to do that. Yeah. Day. Yeah. So it's nice to go in with like, at least like a little bit of a, uh, a warm sensation. Take but, the edge off. Yeah. Hey kids. I love you guys. No, not bad. <laughs> not bad, but it, it, it does keep me from throwing things, which is always good. Uh, Eric Warner is our guest and we, I, so last week was such a successful episode that my buddy DJ, uh, reached out to me and said, dude, it was fun hearing you guys go through the, uh, the old beers and getting Eric's notes on them. And he said, I've got some old ones. I want you to take in and, and see if he'll do them. So these came from DJ's cellar. Ah, and, uh, we, what we've got is an original bodacious with a which, story. I'm told with a story, uh, which I can't imagine. I, I would bet there are less than I'd, – I'd bet there's less than 10 bottles unopened of this beer. I have two. So I looked through my uh, – and, and I, of course, the brewmaster, the guy that should be lovingly storing them. You've got them thrown in a box somewhere? Yeah, at room temperature. Oh, they're probably no good, huh? But, I, you know, I have a thing for not opening, um, you know, originals like that. Like, I, I'm pretty sure – 
I've told you guys um, at Flying Dog back in the day, we were the first guys to make the the wash uh-huh. for Stranahan's whiskey. And I have some number ones of Stranahan's, which I'm never going to open. Or maybe, you know, the kid gets married or a grandkid comes along, yeah. something like that. It's funny because I used to be that way. And then COVID came around and I was like, one day I'm just going to die and I will never have had that beer and I'll be pissed off because I probably paid a lot of money for this beer or this beer and traded a lot of stuff. Like, I'm just going to drink it. I'm going to enjoy it. That's what I'm, that's my new motto going forward is I'm, I'm not saving it for a special occasion. I'm, I'm going. I like it. All right. You just never know. Uh, and we've got the 002, the Fragile, uh, and an 006 Cherries of Fire which at the time it was released, I was in love with this beer. I, I thought it was fantastic. Curious to see how it held up. Uh, it was, I remember being so excited when BBH Cherry came out. It was not the same thing. Nope. nope. It, it was two completely different beers, and 006 was better. I, it, like, I agree with that. It was. Just, I don't know if it was the kind of cherries that got you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the, the behind the scenes of it. But this 006 was just on a different level. Uh, so I'm excited to open all of these. Now, I'll tell you the story of Bodacious. This has a signature on it, and you said, that's not my signature. And it's legible. Right. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> sort of. Mine is terrible. That is the signature. And, and, and I, this is per DJ. Per DJ. DJ got this but bottle But you trust signed. him. There's I no reason try. for him He's to got, make this up. When I tell you who it is, you're going to be like, well, why Why the hell would he lie about that? It wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, it is the... It is signed by the son of Gravedigger, the monster truck driver, uh, who now drives Gravedigger. So it's not... I, I, I looked it up. The guy that drives Gravedigger now is Adam Anderson is his name. So that's son of Gravedigger. Uh, D- Dennis Anderson is the guy that made Gravedigger, which is I, I after Bigfoot is probably the most famous monster truck, right? Like Bigfoot's the most famous monster truck. Yeah. Gravedigger is number two. And I was like, well, why you why did you get it, a beer bottle signed by him? And he was like, it was kind of like Step Brothers when you got a chance to get grave son of Gravedigger's autograph, you got to get it. Like, well, that part I get. I'm just more curious about what was the situation where I, DJ just happens to have a bottle of Bodacious. Honestly, we'd had so many beers by that point in the night that he, he told me that part of the story. I, I completely forgot. He's probably listening right now. Maybe he can text me the, uh, the, the story. But yeah, randomly he found himself in the, in the situation with son of Gravedigger. And got the bottle signed. We're going to give him the bottle back, right? I don't think he wants it. Oh, man. No, I mean, I'll ask him. not a collector's item? I don't think so. I mean, mean, if it were the Gravedigger guy who died, it would be a collector's item. I think the guy who made Gravedigger is still alive. Oh, well, I thought maybe he got Earnhardted, and that's why the kid's doing it. No, I just think he's really old. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, then he's going to die. He's going to die someday. It's going to be worth something. He's 60 now. Oh, he's, he's almost dead. He retired in 2017. So, it says here in 1988, he beat Bigfoot in St. Paul, Minnesota on a show taped for ESPN. Well, AJ, uh, <laughs> about that long, hard day's work, 
I think we're all like, just pour the damn beer, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't we don't need an entire background without having the beer. We can keep talking about that. I'm getting a little part. Storytelling storytelling is at its best when there's a little alcohol. I'm letting Eric pour this one. Okay. Because this is a beer that needs to be. We have a vessel for Aaron because once I decant, once I we have to do the slow decant on this because there is a little bit of a sediment and we need one for tyler too yeah, tyler, tyler, to bring tyler his, uh, said he glass. had his own glass so. yeah we gotta we gotta get tyler involved in this yeah well it smell i smell booze big time and look at that head Ooh. that head actually <laughs> that's looks, what she said uh, ha ha yuck 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 okay it's like what a watson masseuse said aaron's glass you got that one okay boom 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 aaron hopefully this doesn't Ooh, tyler brought a plastic glass. here oh yeah because Tyler's a fancy. That's gold-rimmed, Bubba. Oh, yeah. Just like something else. Okay. Who needs more? Oh, the T-Rex dino glass. I like it. All right. There we go. I'll AJ, little, you want I'll a little more? I'll take a little more. Tell sure. me when it starts to pour a little uh, opaque and I'll stop. That's part- Ooh, there went a little chunk. Okay. So down the hatch. It's like the worm, right. right? So what is the... Is, Slancha, guys. What, what is the sediment? Like, what is this... Uh, Protonaceous matter and, uh, you know... Stuff that's going to make me poop later. It, it poop good, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. Poop. Good poop. Give me a little little more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see how this uh, held. This beer was it, it bottled... Bottled in 2012. 12, yes. Yeah, it's so almost, it's it's almost a decade old. It probably is a decade old, like when you consider how long it sat in the bottles and stuff, huh? Or in the barrels. Yep. So yep. yeah, it was certainly brewed uh ten years ago for sure. There it is boozy. Yeah. But it's also um surprisingly dry. It's a little thinner than i would have expected which is going to happen alcohol can 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 kind of yeah. be thinning but i will say it is much better than i would have expected it's better than i kind of expected it to be too because i had one maybe a year ago i think i sent you a text when i was having it yep this one's better than that agreed so it was maybe just a bottle about yeah, it's better than the last time i had it but again you know beer changes i obviously time. am not storing it properly so that's true Jeez. <laughs> I won a bottle of Bodacious from you. We made a bet. Uh, I forget even what it was, but we bet um, my my haul for the for winning the bet. It was a football bet. It was when we we first started doing these yeah. segments. My haul was a case of Fun Series beers. That's right, and it had a Bodacious, an original Bodacious in it. So that was probably the one that I got from you that probably had been improperly stored already. So <laughs> here you go, AJ. Yeah. Love you. Yeah, here you go. You win, buddy. Here you go. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's it's. I mean, considering the age on it, it's not something I would sit down and drink a whole bottle of. Certainly, no. I think, but this is something like you know, if you were going to have uh a, like like some beef, something kind of hearty with dinner stew or something. Um, I mean, oh, this is so as, boozy. Yeah, this is as strong as wine. I mean, this has got to be you know ten and a half, eleven percent. So, but I I'm impressed with. Again, we got kind of the early decants of it, but it's it's pretty clear, you know. That's what's pretty awesome too. So I wish Juggalo Trey were here; we'd have him chug the sediment. Part. Actually, Ty- ask Tyler if he wants to chug the sediment part of it. Oh yeah, Tyler will do anything. We're gonna get Tyler killed one of these days. Oh, I know. It's just a matter of time. At least it'll be funny, and there'll be good ratings. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's DJ saying? 
at a beer event in Jacksonville, big monster truck rally the same weekend. They happened to intersect at the same hotel. Son of Gravedigger came in as we were sharing in the lobby. Okay, that makes sense. You doing it? Oh, I thought you were going to just take it to the now dome. Watch how that changes color, yeah. folks. No, I want you to take this part to the dome. That's basically all sediment. Well, get we got to see what it looks like, like in the glass. Yeah, yeah, he's got to he's got to put it in the glass. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we got to see what we'll it looks like. That first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't uh, don't water it down. This is going to be chunky. And he's actually got a fair amount in there, liquid wise. So, oh yeah, that doesn't look so. Uh, the worst is coming. Yeah, that changed be, color. It's going to be interesting. Boy, Might need to is. take it in front of the camera too. That looks like uh, chocolate milk. That oh, is, yeah, it does. you're going to sleep like a baby, Tyler. Space. Yeah, yeah get you some, like a man. snow globe. All right, bottoms up. <laughs> there he goes. Oh, yeah. God, oh, he's a yeah. champ. He's Chewy. a champ. That, that How was, was it? That was good. All right. All yeah. right. It, it, it did look like it was scooped. <laughs> some of it was scooped out of Galveston Beach, but, you know. I, does he get the bottle for that, AJ? Uh, he doesn't. Nobody wants the bottle. I don't know. Son of Gravedigger, that's right. I don't know if I'll ask DJ if he wants the bottle. Uh, the and of course, people know the base story of Bodacious, right? The name. Well, we know that the the most famous uh, rodeo bull is named Bodacious, Bingo. and that's who he's named after, that's right. I suppose. We were very very thoughtful and clever with our marketing and brand names back then. AJ. Yeah, you guys were a cowboy brewery. Back that's then. right. Yeah, and look, look at you now. <laughs> We're making, we're making hard seltzer, but at least we're still doing it with a, a Western theme, ranch water. Oh, boy. If only if only the cowboy that, that sat in that barrel, in the uh, in the rodeo clown barrel, it knew that we were going to make a, uh, a, a, a s'more stout only a few years later. He'd be like, oh, my God, what are we What doing? are these guys doing? Bunch of pussies. <laughs> uh, all right. Tell me the story of Fragile. So Fragile. Actually, we got to go to a break. So we'll, yeah. we'll hear the story of Fragile on the other side uh, with the, the leg lamp on it. But um, do I, I have a I have something here? I don't know why I can't hear Tyler and, or, or Aaron in my headphones. Uh, all right. I'm going to tell you about TGS insurance. If you want to save money on your homeowner's insurance, TGS is the way to do it. TGS, uh, they've already shopped all the prices in our area, so they know. They know what you could be saving. And if, you, if you're like me, you don't know what you were even paying. I had no idea what I was paying for my homeowner's insurance. Sent the word money to 232323. TGS said, hey, what's your address? Told them my address. 15 seconds later, I had a full and firm insurance quote right there in my inbox. And there's no obligation. If you don't like it, if you're not going to save money, well, if you're not going to save money, they don't want you to switch. Why would you switch? But chances are good you're going to save some money. The average customer is saving over $900. I saved over $1,000 a year by switching to TGS. Why not give it a try, guys? It's so simple. You text the word money to 232323, only A-rated insurances. And what they're going to do is they're going to get you out of your old policy and start you saving money right away. One more time. Text the word money to 232323 for TGS insurance. Six figure check for a show, man, I'm lit. lit. Let's celebrate now, my bag legit. Go. With me, with whatever I'm with. Yeah. Didn't know who did it, got everybody hit. You're listening to The Blitz, the Blitz. on ESPN 
This segment is brought to you by Carbach. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred, AJ, and the brewmaster himself, Eric. And we're back on the Blitz. All right, uh, let's do the story behind this one, guys. So, Fragile was the you'll shoot your eye out, the kind of original recipe, you'll shoot your eye out, which my inspiration for was always the Anchor Christmas beer from yep. uh, the Anchor Brewery out in California, which their story on that was pretty cool. It was a spiced, uh, you know, stronger ale, but they always used a different uh, California tree, uh, you know, typically a coniferous tree coniferous. Uh, in brewing that. Do you like that word? Yeah, it's a big word. Yeah, I Fancy like pants. That, man. It's the only way I can try to fake it that I'm smart. But... Um, and, and again, they've been brewing that thing for what fifty years, so that at some point they're going to be running out of trees. But that was my inspiration. So there, it's you know a darker ale, about seven and a half percent, seven seven base beer, uh, spiced. So there's allspice, nutmeg, cardamom, uh, cinnamon. There was cocoa nibs, little uh, orange peel in it, uh, and then we put that into bourbon barrels. And I will say, I don't know what you guys think, but this is now the fifth one of these beers we've tried in two weeks, and I think this one is held up by far the best. I think it's the like it's the least changed by time. How about that? Like it's uh it's still it it tastes the most similar to what it tasted like when it first came out. So that's pretty impressive. Like all the spice notes and stuff are still there. It's pretty it, it's it's still very good. I think I get like a uh you know a licorice anise kind of character off of it, which. We never put that in the original uh, beer, but I, I I don't know if you guys are getting that, but like a, a dark licorice kind of thing. Um, so yeah, really happy with. Yeah, this I'm not one. getting any of that. Yeah, I'm not no. either. Okay, yeah, because I still like it. <laughs> You're not a licorice. <laughs> I'm not guy. a licorice guy. Okay, okay. Tastes but like Christmas. It does taste. I mean, it's what it's supposed to taste like. It's a Christmas ale. So fragile, of course. Uh, for those of you who aren't fully in tune with Christmas story, that was the uh, you know on the side of the leg lamp box that. Our 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 hero received in the mail, and uh, his lovely wife proceeded to accidentally break. Is he the hero? Uh, you think it's Ralphie? I thought Ralphie was the hero. That's what I thought. Yeah, I I think I mean he he. I think maybe if you watch it when you're a kid, Ralphie's the hero. Yeah. And if you watch as an adult, Dad's the hero. Exactly. Uh, I think I'm Team Ralphie, even though I watch it as an adult. So. Yeah, he's certainly the protagonist. There's there's no doubt about that. But all right, um, hey, you're you're not wasting any time with this one. Yeah, Hoffman, dang, no, I've, I've been looking. About, forward about to let this the one. team catch up here. <laughs> yeah, let oh, the rest of the team catch. All right, well, yeah, it's right there when you need it. <laughs> well, we'll get to that one. Um, so I had a I had a thought when Glenn was on. One, I'm an old conservative guy, so I generally don't like it. What's going on with the Super League? <clears throat> But think about what they've been doing with college yeah. leagues, college conferences forever. And I think they need to do that with college football. Well, I mean, I, it's kind of what they are doing. I mean, we, we've we talked about that but before. Make one. Like, yeah, just one big one. Yeah. But that's kind of what they have. It's called the SEC. <laughs> there's yeah, a few. There's about I, well, five the, teams the, there you could easily the, kick to the curb for football. But here's the thing. This, this, this league that, that they're doing, I think, you know, I know the traditional – Soccer guy doesn't like it. And if you look at college football, it is extremely, there's no parity, right? And the bottom line is 
the champion every year is coming out of the SEC, the ACC, or the Big Ten. I mean, that's it. The Pac-12 is not good enough to compete with them. And, and since we've started the playoffs, that's been yeah. what it is. And it's primarily the SEC. So there's no parity. There's nothing really interesting about it. And yet, you know what? College football is more popular than it's ever it been. And it makes more money than it's ever made. Because you know why, Fred? No one wants to wake up on a Saturday morning at 11 a.m. and watch Alabama play Vanderbilt. They don't want to see it. No. They, they would much like... They would much rather trim the fat down to where it's only, it's it's only the elite teams, and you know who that sucks for Vanderbilt. Yeah, but I mean, it, they make plenty of money off of it. But at some point, if the SEC decided, you know what, we're just going to take our eight best teams. Yeah, that's what it would be. It'd be the same thing. Well, it would take their eight best teams, take Clemson and Florida State, take Texas and yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? Now all of a sudden, you've got like a real like. It's a monopoly on college football. Like, so you basically what, boot Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and the two Mississippi schools. They're gone. Yeah, that's what I would do if I'm them. I, well, I'd I'd, I'd go, get rid. I'd go further. I'd, I'd, boot I'd get Missouri, Tennessee, out of there. South Carolina, Missouri. I mean, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. Sorry, bye. Yeah, yeah. You and could then do that. You you add in Clemson, Florida State. You add in Texas, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. just because they're going to bring money to the table. You, you add yeah, in let Notre Dame go off to the ACC when those. Guys you play. add in Oregon, USC. I mean, who else is watching football? What are you What are you watching? Ohio State, Michigan. You guys come on too. Now, now you've got something that everybody wants to see. And now, what I said, like I said to uh, Glenn, and I was trying to be careful about it because I know Glenn is like a uh, he, he's old school on this stuff. I, it's not necessarily a bad thing for the viewer if you're a fan of no well I, if I get more more Liverpool versus Barca uh I'm for that yeah now if you're a fan of one of those teams that isn't in that super league I get it yeah. sucks that sucks I, I get yeah. it. if you're a fan of this new college football league if you're a South Carolina fan and now you're booted out of the SEC or, or you're left in the SEC with Vanderbilt Kentucky and you know, and Missouri, and Missouri, yeah, and the, Mississippi schools, the new SEC, and then you go get UCF like, and Houston and those guys, yeah, yeah, like now South Florida's winning the the uh, the SEC. You're, you're basically a sexy AAC now. Yeah, Troy is in the SEC now. What's going on here? <laughs> but it, it's it, it it sucks for those schools, but for the I don't want to say for the casual fan, but it kind of is for the casual fan. If you tell me, hey, we're going to wake up and watch a game on Saturday morning, I'd much rather see Alabama versus Oklahoma, right? Than, and, and that's and that's what than this Oklahoma is gonna, versus Kansas. And this is what this is going to do. And there's I, interesting matchups every single weekend. Yeah, there's names you've heard of, and that's what casual fans want. And listen, I'm not. I don't pretend to be. There's multiple interesting matchups right. every single. But see, weekend. I I I am like I'll, I'll watch Chelsea because I've, I've become a Chelsea fan. But on a Saturday morning, because there's nothing else on, let's face it, if there's a matchup, like a couple of years ago when Liverpool was just killing everybody like they were the Warriors, I would watch them anytime they play because they were fun. But I'll watch the better matchups. I'm not going to watch West Ham and Sheffield. Sorry, guys. Just not for me. <laughs> Got to be really hungover to tune into well, that. Well, I one. mean, really hungover or there's no English racing for me to bet on. But... I will watch, and but I'm more likely to, and I'm casual, right? You, you hardcore guys with your teams, that's different, okay? That I'm not you. I'm casual guy that if I want to, uh, like I watch, I like to watch Liverpool because 
uh, Mo Salah, and, and he's fun to watch. And you like liver. And, and pools. Yeah. Not necessarily so together. But, uh, but no, it, it, so from that perspective, I find that intriguing. Um, and I think, you know, now as long as they don't say, oh, we're going to kick you out of the Premier League, because I still want to see, I think the Premier League is, and, and all those big leagues are set up perfectly. Uh, and but I, you're only in one league or the other, Fred. If you're not playing in the Premier League that year, well, that's the thing. That if I, I mean no, because these are midweek. It's just supposed to replace the Champions League. You're playing in both. You should be able to play in both. No, it said they they they're they're. I yeah, thought it was I its think, own. I, yeah, I think they're fighting in the. What I saw is they're like their old yeah. leagues are out. Well, well, the I, Premier League would still exist, but those five just, or six English teams, that's right. Yeah, so but, but, some of the crappy And then it teams, wouldn't be called the Premier League anymore. It would be just called the, it'd the be other the 1. League. 5 the champ, league. Uh, not the champions, but the uh, the first division or whatever it is. Yeah. But, it'd be called the <laughs> league. But I, I think, ideally, what, what the goal is, you still play in the Premier League, and Juventus still plays in, in uh, the Italian League, and these are midweek games that replace the Champions League. And I think there's just going to have to be some negotiation here financially. It's not the way I looked at it. They're not, well, not no, the but way that's I read not, it. I don't know everything, that's, but I, it's not the way I read it. That's not what UEFA is saying, though. But, I mean, that ideally, that's what these teams well, want Well, because UEFA's competing thing was they want to redo how they do the Champions League. Right. They want to. Uh, and these guys basically said, well, we're going to replace Champions League with this. Boom. This will be yeah. a midweek thing. But the, ideally, they want to stay in their, their leagues and then make a bunch of extra money for this. Now, if it turns out that's not the case, I think the founding guys are getting like three hundred and sixty million a year. Oh, it's insane! Right off the bat, so boy, you know. I mean, I'd want to leave my league too for yeah. that. Yeah, sorry, love sorry, you guys. sorry, other teams that aren't you big know, enough to make it. We might go. Uh, we might go to real. We might go to Sirius XM for that kind of money. Yeah, like <laughs> sorry, ninety seven five. Man, I, I I don't know. I I again, I have no uh emotional investment in soccer whatsoever so like I, I don't really care who plays in what leagues but soccer would be a lot easier to follow that's what i never understand there's like 10 leagues and they all have elite teams and and there, you'll have arguments over who like this league this team's better than this team in this league like i don't I, I i've never understood why soccer doesn't have one league where all the best players play in that league just like every other sport and every other every other league is a feeder system into the top league uh like major league baseball like everybody plays in major league baseball and there's a pacific league and an atlantic league and all these different leagues that that feed up into it but this is where the big boys play feels like that's how all sports should be but that's because that's the that's the way that's the system that i've been raised with this might be a question for Lance next time you have him on, but where's the whole talk of there being one or two uh, NFL teams in, in the UK? That was pre-COVID. What, right. There was well, a lot of rumbling they, they about have, that. They talked about it this week. Yeah, 2022, they're going to uh, start playing overseas again, including one game in Germany, which we might want to start Ooh, thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that would be fun. They're, they're, they're talking about Germany and Canada in 2022, plus England. Canada. I don't know where in now if they do it in Montreal or Canada's Vancouver, a police I mean, state right now. We can't man, even. It's it's such a mess. I, I, I it's, got, it's gotten worse. I talked to a friend of mine up there I on know, Friday, and they, they've made it more locked my, down. My uh, my in laws with property in Arizona are like, you know, we think we may just come down there so we can get a damn vaccine vaccine because we yeah. we're anyway. Um, 
Let's take a quick break. All right, I got to tell you guys about Allstate windows and siding. And if you want the best rates, you call Allstate. That's right, Bubba. And I can now speak from experience on Allstate because all the windows in my house are Allstate windows. And it, what's funny is I was getting one window replaced. My wife broke a window. I shouldn't say that. Let me fix that. A window got broken in my house by someone that wasn't me or my kids. And we were going to replace that window. So, you know what? I'm speaking for Allstate. Let them come out, take a look at it. And they showed us the windows, and my wife was like, I kind of want these windows all over the house. So, basically, what she got to do is customize how the windows look, like how big the pane is. So, you can just get a giant picture window if you want. Uh, you, we Our windows on the back of our house have tiny little sliders at the bottom, and then they're just big picture windows. So, you get a, a great view of the backyard. Uh, so she customized the windows how she wanted them to look. They sent them off. They brought them back in a couple weeks. They installed them in one day, cleaned up all the mess, and now I'm saving 40% on my electric bill. These windows are going to pay for themselves over time. That's the beauty of it. You want the best rate, you call Allstate, 832-204-1936. 25% off all window packages right now. AllstateSidingAndWindows.com. If I get To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Disappointed by your HR and payroll technology? Maybe you need to outsource your administration. Go to HRP.net to learn more. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. A couple things from Twitter, and then I want to talk about this beer a little bit. Nathan says, I'm usually with you guys, but definitely not on the Super League. The intrigue in seeing a team like Liverpool versus Barcelona once or twice a season. I don't need to see them play ten times in four months or something. Now, mind you... I'm not taking a firm stance one way or the other. I don't care what nah, soccer listen, teams play I'm, each other. I'm just casual fan. I would rather see Liverpool versus Barcelona than Sheffield United versus Leeds. I'm saying, yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. If I'm a new like if like me, if I decide one day and I haven't decided that that I want to start waking up early on Saturday mornings and go watch. Yeah, that's what I that's like. There's nothing else on, and I'm always up early, so right. I watch. So if I decide I want to be that guy, and I you know I want to start wearing a beret and stuff, like. Eating a croissant? Yeah, I don't want to watch two garbage teams I've never heard of play. I'd watch that, and then I'd be like, eh, soccer's stupid. I knew it. For 40 years, I said soccer's stupid. Guess what? Sticking to it. But if I saw like a really great uh, really great game between the, like two of the top teams, well, maybe I'm in. I don't know. And uh, Not Santa says EPL says that they would ban any club that goes to the Super League. I think that's dumb. Uh, I'll just go on record as saying, so what is your... What is your most prominent club going to be left if those six... If yeah, the, your league doesn't matter if you yeah. do that. You're basically saying, oh, we won't let you play in the SEC, Alabama, Auburn, yeah. A&M, you guys join that league, Florida. you're not going to be able to play Kentucky anymore. And Alabama will go, oh, <laughs> okay. all right, well, damn. Well, bye. I'm sure the SEC will be really, really successful without us, but we're going to bow out anyway. <laughs> 
That's dumb. All right. Uh, you know what? I, I think I feel like we've had actual it, compelling soccer talk today. It's a little bit like uh, when the when the Big Twelve, like the Big Eight, and the Southwest Conference merged. And there was the haves and have-nots in the Southwest Conference. And the Southwest Conference have-nots were all upset about it. And they didn't like it, which totally understandable. Of course you weren't going to like it. But this was just the reality. And, you know, and it, it stinks at the time. But sometimes, I mean, hell, UH is doing a lot better now. Uh, if they had, no, if they were in the Big Twelve, but if they hadn't got kicked out, and if they hadn't have gone and gone through this horrible stretch of not spending any money and not even trying, well, because they didn't belong at that point, but it made them go out and spend money and get money in there and become and have big time facilities that are better than a lot of Power Five places. Yeah, and guess what? Now they're set up where basketball they can compete every year. Which, and, and 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 they might be able to get into another conference when it, when it expands again if somebody does, and they're in that position because they've got they've they're actually good enough now in terms of facilities and everything else and infrastructure. None of that they had. Well, they had the to make a change. Yeah, because and they were forced they into were, it. They were kicked out of the money the money situation, and it was like, okay, if we're going to make money, we've got to make ourselves desirable. It's funny because Baylor is on the opposite side of that coin. Baylor didn't belong from day one no, in the Big Twelve. It was political from a from a on field you know set of rules in you know quote fingers rules. Baylor had no business going from the Southwest Conference to the Big Twelve. They should have been one of the first ones cut. They should have been right there next to Rice, holding hands, going, "Well, we don't belong. We're cutting sports programs." But Baylor, they're like, "Okay, well now we've got to figure out a way to compete to hang in here with these teams." So they upped all their stuff, right. and it's it's and, funny and, how different things can do different like for for different organizations. And I'm telling you, these these soccer teams that get kicked to the curb, they're not just going to say, "Well, we're folding." Well, I mean, some might, and if they do, then okay, that's the best thing for them. But some will say, "Hey, we need to make our league better. We need to find a way. If if this is what we're left in, if we're left in this post apocalyptic B league." We need to be the best team in this post-apocalyptic B League. That way, if in like UH has done, if they ever come knocking and saying, "Hey, we need one of you B leaguers to come up here because this team's falling yeah, off." Yeah, we're kind of sick of Kansas. Yeah, you'll be one of the, you'll be the B leaguer that gets the call. It, it makes sense in a lot of ways, and I get it. I understand soccer fan is emotional about it, and they've got like they probably cheer for a team or something. I I don't I don't. I don't like. I, I know that Messi is the most famous soccer player in the world. Maybe Ronaldo. Okay, Ronaldo. Guess what? But those two. I don't know what either I, either one of them. I don't know what team they play on. I, I have no idea. So that, that tells you how much I know about it. I'm just telling you, if your team is left out, it's not the end of the world. And if your team is in, well, this. But here's what. And, and mind you, and this is what I told Glenn. There's going to be a Kansas in this league. There's going to be there, a team that there is. is just the bottom bitch, and they're going to be every every week. They're getting crushed, and, and they're like, going to be in there all the time. But they, but this league does have a room for five teams to rotate in. That's right. They have a relegation mechanism, yes. and, and so this basically assures that teams like Arsenal, who are big money teams, are in there every year, no matter what. Uh, Dono is asking, "Is there any Falcon Nine left?" I think I have three left at home. I'm saving one for. Uh, 
uh, next time Eric's around, uh, we're, we're going to split that. But the the Falcon Heavy should be ready pretty soon, so I will let people know. Um, so what do you guys think of this, Cherries? I, I think it's this. very good. I the, love the, this. The Cherries I, are very muted compared to what they were years and years ago. But the beer itself is still it's, very it's good. It's kind of hard to judge because I, I still feel like because I had the BBH cherry after that, I feel like I'm comparing it to that because I don't really remember what it was like because I had the other one after. So, and and no, I don't have any to buy. I just have, I have those as my private stash. I don't know how many are actually left. I, I wouldn't want to even get online and figure out. We only made like 330 of them. So. Yeah, that's the beauty of some of these barrel-aged beers. I mean, yeah, like the Bodacious Fragile, we did not produce that many because we did a lot of kegs of it. So, the Bodacious, yeah. AJ, your point about the, the 10 bottles left in circulation, you, you yeah. might not be far off on that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think there's many more than that. I didn't have one in my fridge, certainly. And, I, you know, my, my collection is fairly extensive. Uh, and, and I've got a pretty, I've got a pretty close relationship with Carbach, uh, and I didn't have any, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) and I didn't have any left, so I I can't imagine there's a whole lot of it. I, I, I will say someone we know got me a a good golly Miss Molly about a month ago and I, cause I'd run out of those and it, it held up pretty well. That one's held up well. That's the one we didn't try last week. We did not. Yeah. There's one, there's one in my office still. We can always we can always go back to it. Um, someone asked on the uh, uh, just Joe said, "What's the best way to store a beer like that? Room temperature in the back of the fridge? Back of the fridge is best, right?" Um, yeah, I mean, I think perfect is like a warm fridge. Like if, if somehow you can get a like your beer fridge yeah. for storing beers is in the mid forties, forty two. Yeah, so mine but, covers that. But ice cold, I don't like, and anything over fifty is probably not good either. Yeah. So, hey, can we let the uh, soccer guy on real quick? Yeah, just kind of curious. I'll talk to soccer guy. Yeah, I'd love to talk to soccer guy. Hey, what's soccer up? guy Avery. Hey, what's up, guys? Sports man and beer. Sports. Mostly beer. Uh, I just wanted to touch on the uh, the Super League topic. Um, so it doesn't necessarily replace the domestic league. So these teams are obviously competing in their domestic league season long. Um, so the Super League would actually replace a completely different season long tournament that goes on called the Champions League. And uh, they would still be required to participate in their domestic league while they're playing in the Super League as well. The interesting thing about it is there's $400 million on the table to participate in the Super League. And uh, how they're trying to keep these teams from joining is they're telling the players, if you don't or if you participate in the Super League, you can't participate in any FIFA tournaments, which would include the World Cup. Okay, but here's the question. If all the best players in the world are playing on these 12 teams and you tell them you can't play in the World Cup, why am I watching the World Cup? If I'm watching a get like I'm watching these teams play with like B level players, the World Cup suddenly becomes way less interesting. The World Cup's only interesting because all the best players play in it. It's like their number one priority. So if you're telling me the best players in the world, you're gonna say, Well, you've got the choice. You can either play in this league that's gonna pay you the most money by far you know, the year one, two, and three, or you can play in one of these leagues that's going to have to pay you way less because people are going to care way less. And in that fourth year, you'll get to play in the World Cup. They're going to take the money. 
they're going to take the money. They have to. For sure. I mean, but for, for most soccer players, it's, I mean, going to the World Cup, winning the World Cup is like their lifelong dream. So True, but most of these soccer players, a lot of these soccer players come from places where money isn't just a given. Like, yeah, they have hot wives, supermodel wives. Now they got to take care of. Yes, it, it, you know these, these are pe- like you still have to. There's still the value of having you're 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 in the prime of your career. You've got to make as much money as you can. I think you'll see some guy like when Ronaldo's uh, when he's 45, he'll be like, okay, I'm out of this league. I'm going to play for Portugal, and and we'll you know you guys will get to see me. Maybe I'll win one, but that's not what people that's not what people watch the World Cup for. The World Cup takes a hit if they stand firm to that rule and say none of these players can right, play in right. the World it's Cup. It's the same thing as the guy saying earlier that the EPL won't let the teams They'll play. They'll let them play. Of course they will because they're not going to. Otherwise, they don't exist. No. I mean, they're, 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 and no, the TV dollars go down, everything else. All of this is posturing. And, uh, you know, I, I think in the end, it, it's these guys will make a bunch of money. The other leagues will survive. Everybody will be fine. And, and they'll sit around. Smoking a brisket on, from the grill they got at Texas Star Grill Shop. Will it be a dry brisket or will it be? No, okay, it's going to be moist. Okay. Moist. Moist like a tender. Juicy. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah, guys, Texas Star Grill Shop, you want to get in the grilling game. If, if you're going to one of these big box stores and just, oh, I just need a grill, need something to fire up, fire up the old pit, well, good luck. A, it's not going to last you. It's not a high-quality grill, probably. Texas Star Grill Shop has all the best brands. They've got fantastic prices, and they've got experts. You think the guy at uh, the orange store or the blue store, you think those guys know what grill you need? No. You think they're going to hand you a beer when you're shopping? No. These are grill masters. They're gonna t- you're going to tell them, hey, this is how much I like to cook. This is how easy I want it to be. They're going to point you in the right direction. They've got four locations in the Houston area. They've got all the best brands. Pits and Spits is what I went with, but they've got Saber. They've got uh, Kamado Joe. They've got Traeger, all those brands. Uh, and they're like I said, you can see it all online, TexasStarGrillShop.com. Is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Oh, this has been a good day. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's always a good day when Eric shows up and we've got beer. But AJ brought the beer today. I know AJ brought the beer. Thank you, AJ. It's a really good beer. Thank DJ. DJ donated. Yeah, this D- DJ is a good dude. I get, I've got a, uh, I've got something coming that I, I want to make sure DJ gets one of them when I get okay. it because he's always he's always been great. To, uh, he, he got me that Canadian beer when mine got yeah. stolen, and, and I haven't been able to get back to get another one. So AJ, I would be curious to hear from DJ if you can get him to respond in the remaining minutes of the show. Like he at one time was the champion or close to the yeah, champion beer, ticker, uh, the number one ticker in the world with like uh, what he had like thousands in a year. Oh yeah, yeah, like five thousand. I don't or, know. If it was five thousand. It was a big number though. So with obviously tap rooms being shut down and breweries being like pressed, at, like 
what's a good number today? Like in the COVID, like what what was the twenty? Hit sale that mic. Yeah. What was the twenty twenty uh, champion number? Like how far? I'll off ask him. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious. All right. Well, you want to do a dumbass report, or you just want to say? Oh there? yeah, I didn't do a dumbass report okay, for today. Well, when when fine. Eric's here, I usually don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the dumbass report. Do it, man. You well, got one? No, I don't have one. Well, then we're just going to talk. Then AJ is I'm the up dumbass to, reporter. I'm up to, on Untapped, I'm up to 6,480 Uh No. Oh, that's d- Un- unique beer. That's me. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. Lifetime. Lifetime. Yeah. DJ's like, it, it, he, he's in a different uh, different weight class. I mean, we're, I, I'm guessing he's probably over 20,000. I, I, yeah. I bet you're yeah. right. And, you know, I I, I probably drank... I probably tried 25 beers the other night with DJ. All like world class stuff. I, I mean, if I didn't, if I wasn't friends with DJ, my my number would be way, way, way lower. So I'm curious, having done bottle shares with you over the years. Here it is. Okay, number one guy for uh, 2020 had 4,795. Wow, impressive. Wow. What country? U.S. or somewhere else? Uh, See if you can find out. Okay, I'll find be out. Curious. Um, Having done a lot of bottle shares with you over the years, what was, were you guys? DJ was sixth for the year. Sixth, okay. What were you guys trying? Were you doing a lot of hazy? No, were we were. It was sours, sours and stouts. Yeah. A couple of uh, the guy was from Denmark. He says okay. Uh, so the the stuff that we had the other night, um, we had a lot of stuff from Forager Brewing in Minnesota. Have not heard of them. I don't know how much you've had. Of them. They're yeah. very good. Um, but he had some lambic, the the new new lambic. That he said, I've got to try. It's from a brewery called Bofkont. B O F K O N T. In Belgium. It? It, it's it's in Belgium. Sounds Belgian. It is. It's, it, and it's, I mean, it's legit Lambic. And it's, I mean, it's like Cantillon, Dry Fun And this is a level. new school Lambic brewery? Yep. Okay. New, new guy. I have a really good friend in Belgium. I will ask him. And yeah. See I'll, 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 I'll text you. Yeah. B O F K O N T. Okay. Uh, so we had that. We had some. Um, we got to be careful how you say that, by the way. Yeah, we had some. Uh, he DJ's uh, a Casey member, so we had some of the the select uh, Casey Ooh, that nice. that the plebes can't get. Yep, and um, and we had some some Holy Mountain from Seattle uh, that I brought. So we, we, some and and there was some some uh, some dry <laughs> font. So just I had a uh, a. a Maman from Perennial in in uh, St. Louis. Good, all kinds of stuff, but mostly stouts. Excuse me, stouts and sours. You going to survive there, buddy? Yeah. No, I'm looking. He's a, a little hiccups. concerned. Yeah. Well, are you uh, Are you making a pilgrimage out west this summer? Uh. I don't think I'm going to. No. Is Ed just Annie will take the kids or something? Uh, to, to the Northwest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. There's a lot of stuff up in the air for this I'm, summer. Because uh, so. I'm going to be in Bend uh, it, it, like the third week of June. Oh, really? Yes, sir Interesting. Yeah. I don't, see, I don't know if we're going to go because we, we went over uh, Christmas on an unplanned trip. So that may keep us here for the, uh, the summertime. Yeah. I get it. What about the river trip? The river trip is happening. That's usually early June, right? Early June, first week of June. I'll be. What's out on the, the list river. this year from Carbach? What uh, are we going to hook you up with, man? There will be some ranch water. Uh, there will be Crawford Bach and Pilsner, Horseshoe Pilsner. Ah, uh, there might be some Horseshoe, and and then it depends on. Uh, I, I may have some uh, light circus too. 
Light Circus is a little heavier on the ABV than the other ones, but it it it's tasty. It goes down smooth. We got a couple new IPAs we're uh, working on, so maybe I'll even be able to get maybe you some uh, of that, a few silver cans of that. That's what I'm talking about. I want an all, I want an all Citra Pale Ale. I told you, like I want to do that. That maybe our next project. I want to brew a, a like a zombie dust clone, like from uh from Three Floyds. Yep, and, and just. Super heavy. I know Citra is not a cool uh, hop anymore. Oh, BS. There's all the new stuff, and you got well, access new to stuff, all the, new, Citra, the newest stuff. Dude, but- Citra. So we got a hop report uh, the other day from a global guru, and uh, Citra and Mosaic are now, it's something like 40% of the acreage planted in, in Yakima. So, yeah, maybe they're not the newest you know, coolest thing on the block, but there's a lot of that that hop yep. in in play. I want to do a Canadian style pilsner. Ooh, I love those, man. Steam whistle. Yeah, and an actual pilsner out of Saskatchewan. Have I have I brought you any of that? I don't think you've ever brought yeah, me a pilsner. I've, I've, I've got to get you one of those because it's uh, um, it's really unique, but you can't get it anywhere outside of Saskatchewan. So, uh, which of course I can't get to right now, and. The way this thing is going, all of Saskatchewan may be dead. So, scary man, Ed, have the faith. Have the Ugh. faith. It will. It will pass. As all these things do. All right. Well, guess what? That's going to wrap it up. I'm going to say it's going to be hard for us to top the last hour the rest of the week. I don't know if it's because of the beer of the company or whatever. One or the other. Yeah, probably both. Uh, Aaron, good job today. AJ, great job today. Eric, always a great job. Want to thank Glenn Davis for jumping on and. Uh, educating us on the whole soccer thing that was terrific thanks to all the you guys are great today actually the texters the twitchers everybody on point appreciate you guys i mean i suck but i always do uh we will be back tomorrow we'll try it again till then stay sportsy bitches to ESPN 97.5. I don't blame it, Don.